Back to DEB Sports. Like always, on the mics, bringing y'all the best news. Dalton Corbett, Blake Long, Eric Meekum. Can't steal Blake's intro with the man, the myth, the legend. That's solely for him. But we're going to be going over a few range of topics today, ranging across mainly the NBA, NFL, some college football. Um, I think the biggest thing we need to talk about is the playoffs. The playoffs are getting very interesting. Um, some series that looked like they would be over. Yes. Are looking to be some tight series. Um, a series I projected to go six games got ended up being a sweep. So people are going to, you know, roast your boy for that. But um, I think the most interesting series, just how it was last podcast, is still the Lakers Suns. Um, Especially after la- yesterday. Right. Now the series tied up 2 2. Um, Anthony Davis out, game five possibly. Have, have you read something that said that? Um, I have. Let me go check on the Twitter real quick. Um, ba- I I think that's really the only reason why I have. I honestly did not watch the game yesterday because, uh, obviously it's Memorial Weekend. Um, rest in peace to soldiers. Uh, you know, just Memorial Day weekend. I I worded that really wrong. Um, no, we know what you mean. But um, yeah. Let me see what I could find about Anth- the Anthony Davis I situation. You, I you. So ESPN reported that. He is questionable for Game Five. Um, his groin injury—it's—it's—it's it's, it's leaving a question. He's not ruled out yet or nothing, but it's still questionable. Uh, That's big. That was, that was as of an hour ago, I think. Yeah, just about an hour ago. Look at us, DB Sports, on top of this breaking news. Breaking news, news kind of. <laughs> Technically breaking news. We would have started an hour ago, but we had some technical <laughs> difficulties. ESPN breaks it before us, but we're still going to claim it as breaking news. Exactly. <laughs> we are—we are the breaking. I just got this from Wojang, whatever that dude's name is. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's texting me now. He said that he likes our podcast, but no, that series could really, I could really see that series going either way. I don't know about y'all, but I, I think now it's, especially if Anthony day, if they go down three, two, because Anthony Davis didn't get, didn't, doesn't play. That is going to be a very interesting game six and game seven. My, my take on this, if Anthony Davis doesn't come back soon, I think the Lakers will lose the series to the Phoenix Suns if they I have to be really honest. And my my opinion about it is I honestly think now I still think LeBron is obviously the best player in the league. But on the Lakers situation, I think Anthony Davis is more of an important slash more of an impact player on the Lakers squad than LeBron is. Because obviously LeBron he, he's what, thirty six years old now, so like and he's not as dominant as he once was. I think, and he still is. But I don't think. I don't think I'm the only one that's noticed that. Ten years ago, but you know, if Anthony Davis doesn't come back soon, I don't know how bad his injury is. But if he doesn't come back soon, then I could see the Suns winning it in the first round and eliminating the Lakers in the playoffs. Which I'm sure a lot of fans would not like to see that happen. I would love to see it personally. That's just because, you know. I don't like LeBron. But it would make the playoffs a lot more interesting on the Western Conference side if the Lakers oh, definitely, most definitely lose the first round. Because now it could be anybody. If the Lakers lose, it could be anybody in the West going to the finals. And currently, like it, real quick before like you go in, Blake, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Um, 
breaking news. No. Um, currently, while we were recording this, um, at 8.24 on 5.31-2021, happy Memorial Day, as Eric said, um, the 76ers and the Wizards are playing. It is at halftime, and the Sixers are up 61-60. to They are one game away from sweeping, obviously. Um, we'll talk about them a little bit later on, but go ahead, Blake, what you were going to say. I apologize. Um, man, I'm not going to lie. I completely forgot what I was going to say. We were talking about the Suns and the Lakers. Oh, uh, I just feel like, honestly, my most inter- uh, entertaining part of all that will be is if the Lakers end up doing getting knocked out, um, it's going to be really fun to see his LeBron's press conference, as always. See oh, for what sure. His, what his excuse for this time is going to be. And, again, like before all of this, because obviously you know I'm a recent – NBA fan, so I was never too aware of how bad it was, but now I'm coming more into it. Like, I'm really starting out like LeBron too much, and like, man, it's really bad. Every press conference, he's got something to say, seeing three or, or you know, the gunshot of the chest that he got during the, the, uh, I can't remember what game The game one, it's game one of the yeah, Suns Lakers. Yeah. yeah. But it's, he's, he's always got something. And I mean, like, you can respect his game. You can respect his game. I want to like him, but he makes it so hard. It makes it hard to pull for. It really does. Um, what do you th- what do y'all th- if Anthony Davis does play, what do y'all think the keys to the series are? Wait, what do you mean by that? Like, like what's what's going to what's what do the Suns have to do and what do the Lakers have to do to win if everybody's playing? All right, so if I was a Suns fan, DeAndre Ayton has really been tearing it up. If DeAndre Ayton could keep it up, if Jay Crowder could play good defense, if any other. Honestly, if any of the wings could play really good defense that Chris Paul and Deep Book could do their thing, I think the Suns could get this series. But if 80's, if 80's injury is minor and he comes back really soon, then the, I think the Lakers got it because the Lakers are just so dominant in the post with LeBron, AD, and Andre Drummond. And honestly, I, my personal opinion, I think DeAndre Ayton is the only strong enough post player to stop either – those three players that maybe right. Jay Crowder, but Jay Crowder is, you know, he's up there. He's slightly a little bit overrated. Um, so Dude went one for seven in sides. game two or game three from three point line. That do was just jacking up shots. Yeah. I, I was going to say at this point in Jay Crowder's career, I feel like he's more an impact on the defensive side than the offensive side. Right. I, mean, I still think he's got really good defense. Right, um, and when it just comes to the offensive side of the ball, um, you got you got to like Devin Booker, Chris Paul, philosophate the floor, let D Book score, um, let Mikael Bridges shoot the three every once in a while, um, stuff like that. Right, I, I agree a lot on that. I think if if now was this if Anthony Davis plays or if he doesn't? If play? he does, if he doesn't if play, he, I think everyone's gonna pick them to win tomorrow. I was gonna say, yeah, if Anthony play, Davis doesn't come back anytime soon, I think the Phoenix has got that's it. That's too honestly. big of a piece missing for them to not capitalize. For sure, and they're deep. Don't get me wrong; they have a deep bench and stuff like that. But yeah. Anthony Davis is number two on that team yeah. for sure. There's no, there's no doubt it, about he, that. He he makes too much of an impact for them to, to slack on and the boards, on the defensive play, end, in the paint. Yeah, like like yeah, like literally, like I said earlier, Anthony Davis. I I believe Anthony Davis is more of an impact on the Lakers than LeBron. As crazy as it sounds, but I'm sure a lot of people would agree. Um, I think he, he – at this point, like just from what I've seen in this postseason, and I understand LeBron missed a lot of games late in the season and he's just now kind of getting back into the swing of things. Um, this dude hasn't been tearing up 
the scoreboard like he usually does in the playoffs. Yeah, and I know. It, it, he but he's doing a lot of other things. Like I mean, he's getting boards, he's finding open teammates, <clears throat> he's making good passes. You know, he's say, yeah, he's, he's doing, doing he's good. Doing it's like not that he's not playing to. good. Um, but he's just not dropping thirty points a game. No, right? and sometimes they're going to need him to do that. They're going to need him to do that versus the Nets. Have to if they play if they get past the Suns. I'm not going to say it's a cakewalk to the finals, but I think the Suns I mean, are the hardest I mean, team to beat. I mean, last game LeBron had 25 points to 12 rebounds, so I mean, he has a really big. I mean, that's still a really good game from not any for player. His, not for his standards. I was going to say it's it's a for good his game, standard, but it's not a yeah, from standard. his standards, yeah, I mean, that's not really the it's, best. Yeah, it's a good game, but we've seen him do better in the postseason, you know, and that's when he usually steps up. Yeah, that, that's when that's that's when it's normally crunch time for LeBron is when the postseason starts and. I don't think LeBron has really, like, activated a certain mode. Like, he has activated, like, crunch mode in a system to where, like, he is tearing it up. Because normally LeBron, or wherever, wherever team he plays, they normally sweep the team that they play in the first round of the playoffs, like, every year. Like, LeBron has done that, like, what, 12 straight years at one point? Well, no, because the- he – not in the first round, because the uh, Indiana Pacers gave him a run for their money a couple years ago whenever he was uh, in Cleveland. Yeah. But no, he no, has a no. I was just saying, like, just in the first round of the yeah, like, that was the first round. Because oh, there was, was yeah, there was talk about oh, him. Wow. That would have been his first round, his first round, his first first round exit. I think ever. I don't think he's ever lost in the first round. So oh this would God. be the first. I, if I'm correct, this would be the first time he ever loses in the first round. Yeah, if not, it's like one of the few d- times. If the Lakers do lose, it would be his first time ever losing, losing in the first round of the playoffs. Which that is insane. It is. That it is. is really insane. Um, me and Blake were talking about this earlier. Um, cause Blake came down to Gville. He's been, he's staying with us for a couple of days and me and him were talking about the game and, um, Blake came up with a good point and he was like, I think this whole series rests on Chris Paul. Like if Chris Paul plays a good game, the Suns are going to win. I think, and I think that's true because I mean, it's been like that in the regular season as well. But I mean, me and you watched game, what was it? Was it game three, Eric? Yeah, it was game three. Game three? <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, it was game three. And, like, I mean, Chris Paul, he had a decent game, but his shooting wasn't on and stuff like that. They had a lot of turnovers, and they weren't all his fault or anything like that, and he didn't have majority of them or anything. But he, his presence just seemed kind of like, bleh, like lackluster, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you didn't you didn't realize he was playing almost. Um He's gotta, he's gotta, he's gotta produce, and he's gotta make plays. That's that's the big key. Cause if if he's not doing that, then there's a problem. Right. That, that's I mean, what's gonna win. It's not completely out of reach, but that it's it's gonna be a lot better if if he's if he's playing to his standard. If uh, we'll say with LeBron playing to his standard, but right. If if Chris Paul is playing to Chris Paul's standard, he it's it's all about producing and making plays. Especially if Anthony Davis doesn't play tomorrow. If they don't play tomorrow and Chris Paul has a good game and they go up three two, I don't see the Lakers winning that series. And I, I didn't see him winning the series anyway. I said it was going to go six games. Yeah, I, I thought the same thing. I thought it was either going to go four, uh, five or six games on the Lakers side. But, shit, we got a two and two tied series. Also, the Clippers and Mavericks are tied at two and two. Right. The Nuggets and the Trailblazers are tied at two and two. Um, Heck, the Grizzlies Jazz Memphis, is two one. If Memphis wins tonight, it'll be two two. So, the Western Conference Finals is uh, – Right, the Western card, the Western playoffs is definitely pretty even right now. If especially if Memphis wins tonight, it'll definitely be even in all four games. Unlike the East, where Philadelphia is up three nothing against the Wizards, Atlanta is up three and one against the uh, New York Knicks, 
Milwaukee just swept Miami this past week or Saturday morning, and then I Brooklyn know, I was is up three one against the Celtics. So obviously it's been lopsided on the East, but the West on the West side it's definitely been pretty even for them. Which is it's always like that. I feel like yeah, the West is just such like a more dominant like conference. Ever since I started watching basketball, West has always been better. The West is like always, always like the Western conference has just always been the strong side of the NBA. There's just no so many deep what. teams. Exactly. Um, but going to the Eastern side, you brought up the Nets um, being up three one. Um, that game was insane. Last night. Yes. Um, I saw I saw Sports Center post a stat. Kyrie, KD, and Harden combined for a oh, total geez. of a hundred and four points. God Almighty! Three players alone. And didn't Harden have like eighteen assists? Are, let me let me look up. Yeah, the Harden stat had eighteen assists with twenty three points. If I'm not mistaken. Okay, so Kevin Durant had forty two points, uh, five rebounds, I believe, and then four assists, and then. Okay, I just guessed that on, on the top of my <laughs> head. Brooklyn Nets stat line. Yeah, I, 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 I literally had it right here. I could have just pulled it up. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was I'm literally say, just staring like, at my you screen. Help me out. I'm I got like you. The, I'm like in the situation. Like KD dropped 42 points, four rebounds, and five assists. Um, Kyrie dropped 39 points with 11 rebounds and two assists. And James Harden Harden went off 18 18 assists. 23 points, right? Yeah, five rebounds. Wait, did I say 18 rebounds? Yeah, you did. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. That's what I meant to say. I knew I screwed that up. I was like, that did not sound right. But I knew he had 18 assists because I retweeted it like a thousand times last night. But like I said in the last podcast, excuse me, they're – the chances of all three of them not playing good at the same time are slim to none. <laughs> I mean, and if they pop off, I mean, the Boston Celtics dropped 126 points. Yeah, that would win most. That game. would win most good. NBA games. But when you got James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant on the other side of the ball, I mean, Jason Tatum dropped 40, bro. Now I want to say I, I was going to say that it's just really unfortunate to have to go up against Durant, Harden, and, and uh, Kyrie. Dropping 104 points, but at the end of the day, that still falls on you playing defense. Like it's it's impressive. I I'm, I, I was gonna I, I was gonna chalk it up to luck, but it's really not luck. It's just that it, it they're fucking dangerous. You can't stop all three of them guys. No, God no. You can't. I mean, and they're bucket getters. Every single one of them are bucket getters. It it, I, it would I listen? I'm new to it. I'm new to NBA. Would I be overstepping if I said it was a super team? No. No, it's not a super team, or no? I'm not no, you're not overstepping. I okay. mean, that's listen, three the, top ten players. I'm not saying this is probably the most good. super team I've like ever. We've never witnessed. seen a super team like them. Like, listen, we can say All like the the, 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 at the same time. The Miami Heat was the really first one where like okay, none of them are washed up yet, right? Yeah. But Bosch and D Wade both took a backseat to LeBron. These guys aren't taking no backseat. Yeah, they're all equal. Whoever's on that night is going to be on. And I guess, I mean, it was kind of the same with Miami. Like, I mean, D-Wade did, uh, like, the Dallas series that they lost. D-Wade was the leading scorer. Um, but if that D-Wade was not prime D-Wade. He was at the tail end. He was starting to slow down. Um, he was still a great player, don't get me wrong. He, um, and Chris Bosh really was not like how he was on the Raptors. Um, if you look at the um, Golden State Warriors, that's when Draymond Green started slacking. 
I mean, Clay and Steph are still great, but Clay is not even close to KD, Kyrie, or James Harden. I don't think anybody would pick Clay Thompson over any of them three. Not to not to you know diminish him, but no, yeah, he's a he's right, a great right, shooter. Right. He's a yeah. he's one of the greatest shooters we've ever seen. Yeah, you know if he's not top five, I don't know who you'd have in your top five and him not being it. I mean the dude, the dude scored sixty points on like what like eleven dribbles or something like that. Yeah, I mean, the dude's insane. But that that Nets team is just crazy. I and I'm now I'm ner- I'm so glad that that Milwaukee swept because that gives them a little bit of time to actually like prepare. Um, but you can't game plan for somebody like this. I think Milwaukee and Brooklyn would be a really good series if Brooklyn wins. I mean, bro- I, th- I think Brooklyn's obviously going to win now. I mean, I'm I think po- Milwaukee has a chance against Brooklyn. If the Lakers end up getting out okay, and, yeah. the, and the Nets end up beating the Bucks and everything, I'll be happy because most likely I don't think the Lakers would win that series. I really don't. Um, but... So here's it. I would so rather the Bucks question. win, obviously. Bring this up real quick. But if the Lakers lose in the first round to the Suns, do you think Brooklyn is automatically the 2021 champions of the NBA? It all it all rests on the Bucks. I think the Bucks have a better chance of beating them than the Lakers do. Oh, that's a damn. Just that's from what I, especially do you think, after what they did the first round, I I could understand that take, but I mean they just they, this is the best ball Milwaukee's played all season. This is the best squad Milwaukee has had in in 40 50 years. Uh, Drew the Drew Holiday, I'm telling you, the Drew Holiday addition has literally helped Milwaukee so much. It's like they finally they finally got away from the Eric Bledsoe era that they should have done 2 3 years ago and then they finally bring in Drew Holiday on an expensive contract deal. And now their lineups Dante DaVinci, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, Giannis, Brooke Lopez. Like, and the Heat like are not world beaters. The Heat are not world beaters. But it was big. That was a big series for the Bucks because of what happened last year. Yeah. That showed was. that they're pissed and they need mm-hmm. something to prove. In the closeout game, bro, Chris Middleton, Giannis, Brooke Lopez, and uh, Brian Forbes had 20 points or more. Wow. They had four people drop 20. I mean, Drew Holiday had nine assists and 11, uh, 11 points with six rebounds. Brooke Lopez popped off, like how we talked about in the other podcast. Like, you know, he or I don't know if it was even in the other podcast. I think me and you were at your house, Eric. But um, he just, you know, he's not the Brooke Lopez of like two or th- two years ago whenever they were, they were the number one seed and stuff like that. He slowed down a little bit, but he can still pop off. He's still dangerous. You have to guard him at the three-point line. He stretches the floor. Freaking Giannis had 12 rebounds, 15 assists, and 20 points. He had a triple-dub. Uh, Middleton had a, a double-double with 11 rebounds and 20 points. I mean, this team is playing really good ball, and I understand it's the Miami Heat, so you have to take that into a little bit of context because um, Tyler Hero has really been playing bad. Um, so and Jimmy Butler hasn't been playing as well as he did last year. The bubble really did benefit that team last year, and it's, it's just showing. One thing I will also bring up, too. It some teams and helped, or helped the others. Another another sign. I, we love talking about the Lakers because the Lakers are just such a hot topic tonight. Tonight, if the Lakers lose, like I said earlier, watch, watch the NBA Twitter world explode. With the Lakers, the Heat losing the first round, if that does ever happen, there's going to be a lot of people bringing up the Heat and the Lakers did not have an off season. They literally only took off six fucking weeks after the bubble season. 
and they think the excuse of them for both of them not advancing after the first round of the playoffs is because both teams didn't really have a, that long break like other teams did. Right. So it could po- they could have possibly gassed out at this point, and like they're like just really tired. It definitely showed it on the Heat side because God, they got swept by Milwaukee, and Jimmy Butler was not playing that great. Tyler Hero has not been that good as well. And it's like, I think people are going to start bringing up that conversation as well. It's like, oh, they, they only took six weeks off, blah, 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 blah. I can see that happening as well. Right. I, I just, I, I mean, obviously I want Milwaukee to win just because that's who I pull for. Um, I don't think they'll beat the Nets. And I, I'm pretty sure all so? of, I don't think so. I just don't, I don't think we can keep up. You know, that will be the telltale. I will say that will this. be the telltale if the Lakers do get out. Because Milwaukee plays some pretty decent defense. Not as good as the Lakers. But. Hear me out. Go ahead. If Dante DaVincio, Drew Holiday, if they could guard Kyrie and James somehow, if both of them could play just really good defense against either of those two. I don't know who I'd put. I would probably put Drew on James and Dante DaVincio on Kyrie. And if Giannis plays really good defense against KD and Giannis is dominating the fucking paint and all the other offensive weapons like Drew Holiday and Chris Milton, if they're doing their part and everybody and like uh, Brent Forbes from the bench, if they're doing their part, I could see the Bucs being Nets in seven. I, I would love to see that. I just don't see it happening. You, I, I could. You, I don't think it'll be a sweep. Just too overpowered. I, I really, you know, and I, I just think that's what it is. I don't think this will, like, I, like I was saying earlier, this will be the telltale if the Lakers do find a way to get out of the first round. Okay, this will be the telltale if someone can slow down the Nets or challenge the Nets. I should say because you're not going to slow them down. You can only challenge them. They're still going to pop off. But I mean, that's just. I think this is going to be the series that. That's going to be the series that decides the NBA champion, regardless of who comes out of the West. Because I think if the Nets make the finals, regardless, I think they're beating whoever. Um, but if the Bucks, if the Bucks beat the Nets, they would have to be the favorite. Facts. At that point, would they not? What if they? What if they swept them? Either one. What if either team sweeps? In that series, I don't ever see that happening. Those teams are—I think both of these teams are too good to do that. Yeah, they're both—they're both too good to do that. Whichever team it would be would come out with literally so much momentum that that whoever comes out of the other conference isn't going to be ready for it. No, I I don't—I don't see it happening. But God forbid they do one of. And for the sake of the, if the Bucks do be the Nets, it's it also gives Philly a good chance for the finals run as well. Yeah, it does. It makes like if Brooklyn if Brooklyn beats Milwaukee, I think Brooklyn is like automatically going to go to the finals. Honestly, everyone picked the Nets and the Lakers to make the finals, right? Now, obviously, yeah, uh, the Nets obviously, have not played that like, many games together, and they still had a really good record. They made the playoffs easily, and now they're all playing together and they're showing what they can do. The Lakers were going to be picked anyway because of how deep they were, and they got LeBron. And LeBron had those games that, that where he was not playing him and AD both missed a lot this season. So there'll be some excuses, most definitely. Um, but if both those teams lose in the first and the second round, this might be the best playoff series ever. Or best not playoff series, but playoffs in NBA, like in recent NBA history. Where like the teams we thought were, even though the Lakers were a seven that's a, seed. That's a big take. That is a, listen, 
Think about the recent years, bro. Recently, yeah, I was gonna say because even I'm, I've, I've been, I've never not kept up with it. Like I'll watch it every once in a while. This is the first time that uh, a, a playoff or a, a postseason has got me involved. The Nets are the only team that look unbeatable right now. Of course, because the players they have. Right, but the Bucks stand a chance. It's not much of one. If they come out and what what seed are the Nets? Are they the second? The second. So if they come out and steal home court, let's say they win the first two games in Brooklyn, Nets fans got to be crapping themselves. Yeah. And the Nets are going to get, you know, James Harden has had, uh, has diminished in the playoffs under pressure. He doesn't have that much pressure now because whenever you have Kyrie and KD, nothing against James Harden. He's a great player, but. I mean, he was up three. What? What? Not three. One. Harden he was up. In the he was up on the Warriors twice, and Chris Paul did get injured, so that's partially a why they lost that series. But I mean, he and I, I think he shot like twenty five three pointers in one game or something like that, oh, and he made like twenty percent of them. Like it, it, it would just be interesting to see. Um, here, actually, let's give another live update. The, the Wizards have just taken a lead on the 76ers, 66-65. Looks like it's going to be a really good game. Um, I still think it's going to be a sweep. I, I think, think Philly, yeah, I think I call a sweep on Philly. So. I think we're all in agreement on that, Blake, as well. Or do you think the Wizards are going to get this game? Yeah, my, my bad, my bad. Mike, yeah, 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 me too, me too. Sorry, sorry. You're good. My bad. Um, I think the Jazz still win the series. Um, They're up 2-1. It's not. I don't think they're in. I don't think they're in crap the bed mode either. Um, I think the next big one to talk about is the Trailblazers and Nuggets. Um, I, I want to go over one thing. Oh, go ahead. I don't want to go over the Clippers and Mavs that much, but I do want to cover one thing. My bad. That is a good series too. About Luca. I love Luca Doncic, but Luca can't make a free throw to save his damn life. <laughs> I like last night I come home from one of my friends uh from you know Memorial Day weekend party um you know grill out you know having ribs and stuff you know having a good time I come back home and I'm watching I'm watching the Clippers and Mavs game you know I'm like I like I had my tablet with me I had my phone with me I was like you know going over some stuff and I would like look up the screen every once in a while uh, see where the game was headed. The Clippers were beating the absolute piss out of Mavericks last night. They did beat the absolute piss out of right. Um, Somewhat through, like, the third quarter, I'm looking at a stat line. Luka's at the free throw line. And it says he was 0 for 5. He had, he had like, 17 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists at the time. He, like, you know how Luka – Luka, he's always doing his thing out there. Um, He's, like, a less athletic LeBron. Literally, he's just, literally Luca is just. And, so I mean, good. he's a better like, shooter too, but like he does everything on the court. Like he's literally what you would want from a player. He can do anything. I'm looking at the stat line, and I'm like, I look at it and it said he's 0 for five on free throws that night. I'm like, what? I was like, what? No, I'm like, this can't be right. Somebody, I thought somebody like, um, on the technical side, like fucked that up. Like somebody meant to put like five for five or whatever. Because I because you figure Luca, somebody like Luca should be automatic. Right. Like to drain any three-pointer he shoots, but season. a couple of seconds later, Luca breaks both free throws. Now he's 0 for seven, and I'm like, what? I, it, it's just so shocking. Like a player like a player like Luca should not be missing free throws. 
And I feel like if Luca could just knock down his free throws and just knock down his shots, because he was missing a hell of a lot of shots last night. If Luca, basically, this is how I look at the Ma- from the Mavericks standpoint. Luca does good. Luca plays good. Mavericks win. Luca does not play good. Doesn't play good. Except the game where he dropped almost a forty-four point triple double. <laughs> and they lose. <laughs> but like, basically, that, that's what I'm just so confused about. Like I love Luca, but it's like I don't know. I don't know. This, this series, this series has been really exciting so far. So I, I don't know who it's going to go to. I don't know if it's going to go to the Mavericks or Clippers. Um, they both like, lost I, both games at home court. <laughs> I, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like you figure, like a team like Dallas would take over the Clippers their first two games, beating them at their home court. That they would take it home and get at least one. And they would get at least one at their home court because, you know, the Clippers are going to get at least one win. Like, the Clippers like like the Clippers have been pretty bad, but they've They're redeemed themselves winning back-to-back games at their home court. So this playoffs is they're going to turn out either way. I don't know who's going to win that matchup, honestly. I see it either way. I see it with Denver and Portland, too. Do you see... If the Lakers lose to the Suns, could you see the Clippers making the finals if they get out of this series? I don't think so. You think it would be just, Suns or the Jazz? Like, who would you pick? I don't see the Clippers making past the second round. I th- I believe Kawhi and Paul George will do their thing. They'll do themselves. But I feel like other, play- like other players around them – sometimes don't do well like that's how it was the first couple of games like luke uh, excuse me Kawhi and pg would do their thing and like nobody else really wouldn't like sergey would have a bad game like Terrence Mann would play bad rajon rajon rondo shouldn't even be playing basketball anymore i think he should just honestly be assistant coach somewhere because his time's just up reggie jackson's the starting point guard he's like up there in years now he's like 30 He's like 31, 32 now or something like that. Marcus Morris hasn't really done anything. Um, like that That's really it. That's my take on the Clippers. I don't see them going past but you could say You could say the same thing about the Mavs with Luka. Like, it's literally all Luka. Yeah, that's literally that's Chris literally Tapps has it. been such a letdown for Mavericks. He, he's been a letdown ever since he's got hurt in New York. Like, it's just... It's, I, I, pl- I blame it on injuries for Chris Tapps. Yeah, I mean, the, it's hard to say. Who do, you think, who do you think has really been the other player that's been somewhat of an impact for the Mavericks? Tim Hardaway? Junior, probably. But, I mean, they, they just have somebody else step up every time. But, hello? Yo, yeah, yeah, we're still on, we're still on. I don't hear Eric. Is Eric still on? Oh boy, did we lose Eric? Alright, well we're carrying the podcast from now on. Okay, yeah. This is DB Sports. Okay. (laughs) No, wait, we're good, we're good. Oh my gosh. Oh wow, where'd you go? Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, well. It's still DEB, we're good. Yay, no. <laughs> what happened? I was wondering what happened there, man. No, literally, I, I honestly do not know. I was just playing with the cord, and like, it, I guess it just actually yanked out. Yikes. I was sitting there, I, I was so thrown off. I was like, like, I heard it unplug, uh, and I was like, right. uh. So that's my bad. We should have yeah, carried. That's our fault. 
We'll have we'll not we will uh, starting this summer. We will not have as much technical difficulties as we are as of tonight because tonight has been pretty rough so far. Hopefully, geez. Well, it's but been hey, rough we all, we all have for all of days, us. You know? But as far as I know, that's the only incident. Yeah, um, exactly. As far as they know, this is the only incident that's happened so far. <laughs> yeah, so it's so, good. Um, but I said Tim Hardaway Jr., but it's just so hit or miss with everybody on that team. Either somebody pops off with Luka or it's just a one-man show with Luka, but you can never guess who it's going to be. Um, I don't know. I see – I still want to say I have the Mavs winning just because I want them to win, but I do think the Clippers are going to end up winning the series. Um. I just I don't know. It's just Luca does have does not have any help, and when he plays bad, there's no chance for them to win. You can't ask that dude to play. That. You can't I ask that dude that. to drop forty every game, a forty point triple double every game, and just expect it to be fine. It's just not how it's gonna work. Um, and I guess with that, uh, the uh, Portland Nuggets series. You know, I feel I th- I think we talked about this last po- last podcast. If Jamal Murray was in. We would have no doubt of who we think would win this series, um, but it's. Ba- I, I, see, I see Portland winning at this point, honestly. You do. I do. I think uh, Blake mentioned especially it if players to me like earlier. Nolan Powell play like he did, right? If like CJ McCollum could do his thing, if Norman Norman Powell could do his thing, if Melo could be a good role, Enos Cantor, Yusuf Nurkic, they have to play big, and Damian Lillard has to be Damian Lillard. Right. I think the Trailblazers could win. It's just they've just been so overrated the past couple of years to where they haven't really done anything except those couple beaters, couple buzzer beaters Dame has had. But other than that, I I feel like I feel like Portland could have that takeover mode if they really wanted to, but they haven't set it off yet. Like you know what I mean? Right. Blake was saying something to me earlier. I can't remember what it was. He was talking about Damien. Um, to my earlier today. Yeah. How about win? No matter what, I still got. Um, he, he's. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to think of how exactly I I said it, because if I say it any other way, I'm probably gonna sound like an idiot. Um. Yeah, we don't sound like idiots on this pod. No, God, no, never, never. (laughs) Who's the Um, running back for the Rams? (laughs) (laughs) Can't makers. We know this now. Yeah. Um, I, I basically, I just think that it, 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 Lillard's their, their big key. Um, he could do very well. I want him to, it's possible. Um, he just, what he needs to do, it's Damian Lillard's the key and Damian Lillard's key himself is he needs to do what he always does, pop off. And unfortunately he's, he's got to carry. That's, that's, that's his big, big key is to carry. And I don't want to diminish anybody else on the team, but he, it's 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 the Damian Lillard show. He, he's right. got to carry. And I mean, I think it's almost the same thing with the Nuggets. You know, Jokic has to pop off. You know, if Jokic isn't getting a triple double with at least twenty five or thirty points, or at least close to a triple double, they're in trouble. Yeah. Um. Because I mean, Jokic has to be the key for Denver. Like literally, he has to be. Like he has, like like he obviously has been, but. I can see Portland taking over, but at the same time, if if Jokic does this thing, you know, drops thirty five points here and there, gets seventeen rebounds and eleven assists, like because he could easily average a triple double, like there's no problem with him doing that. Right. If he does that, like he always has been, then I think Denver is totally fine. 
but if Portland, if they can get, if Portland can get their shit together, like if Damian could take off CJ McCollum, like other players I said, then I think Portland has got the series. I think they could advance against Denver. That's going to be such a weird series. Or it could stop. be such a weird series the next round because it could pot. It's possible that it could be Portland and Phoenix when we thought easily it was going to be the Lakers and Nuggets in the second round. And now there's a chance that it could be Portland and Phoenix because of the injury for Anthony Davis. And if the Nuggets can't keep up with the Blazers, which, I mean, they can, but if they don't, then that's obviously going to look really bad on them. Right. Um, yeah, I, if I had to pick right now, I feel like the Trailblazers are hot. I feel they got a lot of momentum right now for some reason. But it's not like they've won two straight. Or, or did they win two straight? Um, I, no, I think it was win one, lost one, win one, then lost, lost one. one. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so, I'm pretty sure that's how it's went so far. So I don't think it's anything. I just feel like Dame's in his bag right now. and Yeah, because Damian Lillard only had 10 points last game. They still won. Right. or I'm Not Damian Lillard, but the, the Trailblazers are in their bag. And if he drops 40 and everyone else, like you said, is playing their role, they're most likely going to win that game. And he can yeah. go for 40 when he wants. It's very I mean, rare that he has an off game. Damian Lillard can score any points that he wants at any time. Right. Any t- anytime, any place, anywhere. That's, that's Damian Lillard right there. If Damian Lillard wants to score 60 points, he's going to score 60 points. If he wants to have 40 points with 10 assists – and five rebounds, he's going to get you 40 points, 10 rebounds, and five assists. It's just whenever Damian Lillard does it and whatever he's in his bag. That's like, last game, I, don't, I mean, last game he still did okay. Like, he only had 10 points, but he still had eight rebounds and 10 assists. It was just Norman Powell. Like, Norman Powell was making every single jump shot. Like, I'm pretty sure Norman Powell made almost every single three he shot, and he only missed two regular jumpers and only missed two field the goals. So, I mean, like, is they really can't afford for Damian Lillard to have that bad game. It, they they need him on his A game. Like they won it, they got lucky. But if you if he played every game that series like that, they would they would have they'd be up they'd be down three one. Yeah. Oh, easily. Yeah. Easily and easily. I mean, I think the thing with the Nuggets that's really shocking to me, <coughs> um, at least in the past couple games that they've lost has been the lack of help for Jokic, and we understood that was going to happen anyway. But if I'd have told you that. Capazzo and freaking Monte Morris was going to be the second leading scorers on the Nuggets, and Jokic only had 16. You tell me they probably lost the game. Because I mean, yeah. I mean, having Jamal Murray out hurts them, and they all know that. Like, I mean, I know they're 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 probably still thinking they can win. Like, I mean, because I don't think they're in like, oh, well, we're screwed because we don't have Jamal. We played they played a lot of the season without him, but you know they're kind of you know they're thinking, dang, what if we had Jamal right now? You know, but. Um, the last, I think, playoff that's game that we haven't talked about is the Hawks-Knicks, and we actually skipped over that one. Well, we didn't talk about the Jazz-Grizzlies either, but that one's just not entertaining to me, um, just because I think the Grizzlies are not that good. But Hawks taking a surprising 3-1 series lead. I mean, it was a 4-5 and a five seed, so, I mean, there's always a chance of that happening. But I thought that mm-hmm. I, whenever we made our predictions, I said the Knicks were going to win easily, um, and I'm getting – that's yeah, too – Yeah, I'm getting anxious about it now. I, I, I think – I feel. I, I don't feel bad, I feel for, bad for the I Knicks, don't. but at the same time, I don't. They're like Dallas Cowboy fans to me, just because of Stephen A. But it's because of Stephen A. and people I don't like think them. It's ju- yeah, I was gonna say I don't think it's just because of Stephen A. But uh, yeah, just fans in general, because ever since they advanced the playoffs, it's 
It was just, it, it's it's like how, honestly, in my opinion, it's like how us Jags fans were back in 2017. Like, when we went to the playoffs and shit and going to the AFC Championship against New England Patriots, like, well, us Jags fans felt like we were tough shit. Like, we were top shit. Like, Jacksonville is in its bag. That, like, that's how New York was. Like, New York has been bad for a very long time. Haven't been able to do anything since 2013 season where they had uh, Lynn Sanity when Jeremy Lynn was actually really good. Obviously, Carmelo Anthony, one of the best players of all time. Uh, J.R. Smith, Amari Stoudemire, Tyson Chandler. Like, that, that old that old OG squad back in 2013 was the last time Knicks, the New York Knicks has actually done something. And had hope. Forward, uh, seven years later, they're back in the playoffs with Julius Randle carrying the load and with R.J. Barrett and Manuel Quickly, Derrick Rose on the side. The, Haw- the Hawks... I think the Hawks got next game in a couple of days because they play on the second of June, and that's in a yeah, that's in two days. So I I think the Hawks got four one against the Knicks because I think it's just who are they taking on in the second round if that happens? Who's theirs? Are they playing the 76ers? If the Hawks win, they'll play probably seventy sixers. Uh, seventy sixers win tonight, right? Which they most likely will. Which they most likely will play the seventy six. At this point, yeah, the Hawks the seventy sixers could be a lot. Speaking of that game, um, it's currently eighty two seventy six Wizards. The leading scorer for the 76ers is Tobias Harris with 19 and 10 rebounds. Joel has eight with six rebounds and two assists, and Ben Simmons has nine points with eight rebounds. I mean, wow. But then you look at the Wizards, you got Bradley Beal with 18, Rui Hachimura uh, with 14, Russell Westbrook 10, and I don't even know who this is. He's a starting power forward for him, but Davis, Barrington's, I don't know. Um, I don't watch the Wizards that much, though. So. Roast me if you want. Um, the Wizards are outplaying him right now. Pertons. My He's bad, a thank you. He's a sniper. Oh, and Robin Lopez also has 14. So, I mean, they got a lot of pieces working, but for them to have that many pieces working right now, and they're only – oh, well, they just took uh, – they just got another two. But for them to only be up eight is still dangerous. Like, I mean, Joel and B could pop off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, I think just to round stuff up, I think we're all in agreement on basically every series except for like maybe the Suns Lakers. I think that depends on the game five, um, questionability of Anthony Davis. Um, So I'm gonna go through. We already had we already know Milwaukee won, so Milwaukee's in. I think the Nets are gonna close it out. I think the Jazz will close it out. I think the Suns shock the world, beat the Lakers regardless of AD plays or not. Um, I didn't pick the Hawks the first time. I'm gonna have to pick them now. did I already say 76ers or not? Yeah, you already said 76ers. Yeah, 76ers, 76ers are going to sweep. Um, you know what? Screw it. I'll go with, I'll go with you, Eric. Uh, Trailblazers. Trailblazers in seven. Dude, I, I tell, I'm telling you, I see the Trailblazers winning, honestly. And I, see, I see them winning. I'll still go Mavericks. You'll still go Mavericks? Yeah, I'll still go Mavericks. Oh, yeah. Who you got, Eric, in these games or these uh, series? Now that right, we've had, look, now we've I'm seen look at the bit. bracket again. All right, so the only ones I'm really focused on, like I know Philly's going to win. I know Utah's going to win, obviously. I know Atlanta's going to win. Milwaukee already did. Brooklyn's got it easy. So the th- really the three ones, the three games that really only matter to me is the ones that are series that are tied even right now, at, all at two two. I got Clippers against Mavericks, Portland against Denver, and God, I hate to say this, I think Phoenix are going to beat the Lakers. I just see it happening. 
the Lakers are so dominant towards on uh, like obviously they're much more dominant than the Phoenix Suns, but if AD doesn't come back anytime soon, because AD's been an injury. Like if you look at AD's injury list from like the past years, he, he's definitely not. He's definitely not been the healthiest player out of out of all the horses out there. So, I, I God, it hurts to say, but I think the Suns are gonna. I think the Suns got it. I don't think it's a secure lock. But I think they got it. Word. Well, I I think it's, like we said before, a very entertaining playoff series. Um, we're going to stick on the NBA just for a little bit. We're going to switch off the playoffs. We're gonna, it's still technically Oh, yeah, we're going to switch. Off, yeah, 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 real quick. We're going to switch from the playoffs to the more on the so. – Fans being dicks. That's what this topic's going to be. Well, that's not oh, that's yeah. not exactly what I was going to say, but oh. it's going to be close to what I was going to say. Sports is officially back. Yeah. Fans are back. <laughs> the crowds are back. Now, my only explaining on why the, all the incidents, like, like I feel bad for the players. Like that's such that's such immature bullshit from all the fans that participate in that, like dumping popcorn on Russell Westbrook, throwing the water bottle at Kyrie Irving, or spitting in Trey Young, Trey Young's face. To hell with those guys. But man, my thing, my take it on it is it does. The only one I really feel bad for is Trey Young, though. Like, I mean, a water bottle and popcorn. Like, I mean, listen, it's not right in any mean. It's not right in any any way possible. Um, but spitting's pretty far. Now, spitting's pretty going. far. Once you get done, done, I'm gonna read you the charges of the. Uh, oh yeah, I've already seen it. He got charged with a uh, battery and assault for the water bottle. Throwing a water bottle at Kyrie yeah. Irving. Okay. And they said it's with a dangerous weapon. That's another thing that's really pissed me off. A water bottle is a dangerous weapon nowadays. Gotta be kidding. I was gonna say what an what, unaltered what the water what the bottle. Hell? Like, like, listen. I don't know whether I should be. He should be banned. I like I should be he really should be banned. About it. Not charged. Don't charge. He should not charge him. It didn't hit the dude. It didn't hit the dude. Right. He I was say yeah, he should yeah, have charged, but he does he still he still deserves like the, the obviously the normal stuff. Like he deserves to get banned. He deserves like it, like give him a lifetime ban. He's like, twenty one. Okay, cool. He's twenty one. Like give the kid a chance. Like I mean, listen, we all do. We've all done stupid stuff. I took he, Blake to a, a significantly bigger. Thing. I took I Blake say, to yeah, a Gator game. Time, like we all do. We all do dumb shit. Like everybody does dumb shit every once in a while. Like I, I'll admit it myself. I've done some pretty dumb things in my life, but. Going to a professional sports event and throwing shit at players, dude, that's not fucking cool. Like that—that's literally immaturity, and it's unacceptable. That, talk all the trash not... you want. You—that's fair. Yeah. You if know. You want to talk trash to players? Don't call really them cool. any racial slurs or anything. I, th- yeah, well, I think we yeah, all yeah, agree don't, that's don't way go too, too far. Far to the point where you're gonna throw racial slurs at them, but like, dude, like uh, trash talking's cool. Like you could talk all the trash you want. Like trash talk is acceptable. That's why your mom is fat. My thing. With the Kyrie situation, I I don't know why he looked at it as a race situation. Like, yes, it was a white guy throwing a water bottle at a black dude. That 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 that's how it's titled, but it's not because of that. It's because the Nets were are obviously being the absolute piss out of the Celtics, and Celtics fans hate Kyrie Irving. And, and there was a video you know, of him you know, stepping on the logo. Yeah, good, if you're yeah. a true dedicated NBA fan, you know why the Celtics hate Kyrie fucking Irving. Right. It, I wouldn't even say it was a stop. It was more like he was rubbing dirt off. His yeah. Shoe on, the, on the logo, he specifically walked off the. Uh, if I'm not if I'm not wrong, he walked. Yeah. Off after the game, he walked. Logo. 
um, straight to the logo, wiped his feet off on the logo, and then walked back to the locker. He he went out of his way to do it. He's in the wrong for that. He doesn't deserve a water bottle to the head for it. But I, and and he's been one of the I guess you could say woke NBA players. Um, I don't think there's a need to make something bigger out of it that it's not. right. It's I don't not want to get too much into it because. Hey, it's it's touchy sub it's a touchy subject, you know, because at the end of the day, none of us. Breaking news! Can I bring this up? Yeah, go ahead. We're talking about you know how we're talking about NBA fans going absolute acting like fucking animals. Oh boy, yeah. Okay, this just happened seven minutes ago. I'm seeing a video. A fan got tackled by security because he attempted to run out to the court of the Wizards and Seventy Sixers game. That's happening right now. Okay, nice. It might be time to go back to the bubble. I was no. gonna say, is it time? Is it like, are we? Have we? Until we have another malice at the palace, or whatever that thing the was called. People in in America, have we all officially lost our fucking minds ever since Corona has happened? I like, has us sports fans like really lost it to the to point it. where like we have literally lost our mind? And now that we have been given the opportunity that we can go back to sports events, we're gonna ruin it. But we're ruining it because of dumbass fans like these. May I bring up a topic for discussion? Yeah. Yes. Pretty solid one. Um, where do we? There's either a line you can draw. Or there's there's no line. You don't do it at all. Specifically for me, I'm not gonna lie to you. There is a line where you can do it. <laughs> right. You're gonna hate me for this. You're gonna. Br- I know what you're, you're, you're bringing up. You know. You, I know what you're bringing. Tell up. me. Tell me what it is. Tell me what it is. Michael Bennett for the Seahawks. It's Michael Bennett for the Seahawks. When you. All right. Listen. It's not Hold on, give, first of all, you got to give the backstory. Give the backstory. 2017, Jaguars, Seahawks. I don't like to bring up the Jaguars, but it's a good example. Hey, can I, can I do team. a fact check real quick, though? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. It, it definitely wasn't Michael Bennett, because I want to save you real no, it quick. Cause it was. No, it wasn't Michael Bennett. It was Quentin Jefferson. Yeah, yeah, that, Jefferson, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. who it was. That's who it was. My bad. Uh, why was Michael Bennett? Didn't he Bennett jump in the stands? Michael or try Bennett, to jump in? That, that was Jefferson. He tra- that was Jefferson? Hang on, hang on. Hang on, I'll, I'll go over the story. I'll go over the story of it. Okay. So what happened was uh, 2017 Jaguars, you know, playoff hunt. Playoff hunt Jaguars. Um, all our starters are still out there. Games put away. It's fourth quarter with a minute left. Uh, we're just making them burn their timeouts, you know, taking a knee, ending the game. Prior to this game taking place, Michael Bennett came out and said, he, I think he was asked, what is his take on playing the Jaguars? What do you, what do you tr- like, prepare for taking on the Jaguars? He said, I don't know the exact quote, but he said something along the lines of, it's, it's just the Jaguars. I, I, it's, he, he made it seem like it's, it's, not, it's not too much, but it, it was something along the lines of, it's just the Jaguars, we don't have to prepare for much. Anyway, going into the game, fourth quarter, minute left on the clock, it's, it's 30 to 24, we're ending the game. It, it's over, it's over, just let it end. Seahawks defensive linemen decide to specifically Quentin Quentin Jefferson decides to start rolling into our lineman's legs which it's not a it's not a rumor or he said this he said that it's you can plain, see it plain, on the plain film. as day you can see it on the film he goes completely low into I believe it was Brandon Linder's and his knees trying to injure the dude that's low that's ridiculous right that's that's absolutely yeah, ridiculous that, that's, to try yeah, and injure another point, person man. because you've lost there wasn't any incident prior to this game happening they just they came in they got beat they couldn't take the L honestly I, I'm not even trying to trash talk or anything they just they actually couldn't handle it um, they they purposely try like when you purposely try to injure another player that's low that's a whole new level of low 
when you're yeah. purposely when you're trying to injure them for a, like for a good like you're you're gonna you're gonna like if you hit it the right way you're gonna you could end a career right it, that it's just it's low anyway as he's going back to the field a bottle is thrown at him he decides to take it into his own hands and try to charge up into the stands God forbid that happens in Duval the murder capital of the United States God no forbid shit, right Duval I know he's a big guy but he may not have came out alive <laughs> and I no, respect Jacksonville I, yeah, for that, but it's not the right route. I'm not going to call him pieces of crap for it because at the end of the day, there's a big difference between stomping on a logo. It's it's low. It's not it's especially when you're up three one. You're up three one. Yeah, take what you can get, bro. When you're losing and purposely try to take like you, you purposely try to end a player's playoff run because you lost. That's that it's it's deserving. It's not the right thing to do, but it's deserving. What, I, I want to get what you guys take on it because my, my take is it's it, it's not right. You shouldn't do it no matter what. But it, he didn't even get fined for it. You guys know that? No, he didn't I did even get fined for jumping in the. He didn't even get fined for for jumping into the stands. I don't think. And you're you're talking about a owner in my Roger Goodell who will fine anybody. Golden fleets. Like I think a, it's I think it's piss poor for the fans doing this, but I think it brings out yeah. good content for sports. Oh, for sure, it does. <laughs> I think it brings out like fans throwing water bottles at players, a player running out on the court in the middle of the third quarter. For what we do right three. now, it, I think it brings it's out perfect. Good, yeah, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's like damn, this is actually kind of like this. It's a bad thing. I please like do not don't do this. Like don't go to games or spinning it. Like don't actually do this. Like you have don't to get a this. charge over something stupid. Don't get a charge for ever something dumb. Or not be able to ever take your kid to a freaking football game because of something you did in your 20s. It brings something to talk about. Right. Because now we get to talk about how dumb these fucking fans are. Like I said, there's a line. Or like Blake said, there's a line. um, I think needs to be touched but not crossed. And crossing is when you're throwing stuff. Um, I think I've told Blake about this in the 90s. The student section at Florida would have piss-filled bags and would drop it on people and stuff like that. Like, you know, um, there's a line. That wasn't inside the game, A little quick history from Dalton. Oh, a little quick. Oh, I thought you said a little quick history for Dalton. I was like, oh, I I, I got some history (laughs) about, uh, like, situations like that about the Jaguars from back in the 90s after your story. I got. But the 90s were a different time. You know, yes. the 90s were a different time. You didn't get arrested for getting into a fight. You got kicked out of the game. You get arrested for getting into a fight now in public. Oh, yeah. You know, like, there's, that's, like, I've had to stop my, I'm not, I'm not, not talking bad about Papa Corbett and trying to throw him under the bus or anything. There's been times where there's been some disrespectful behind kids in Jacksonville, in Gainesville, wherever we've been to watch a Florida game that have been talking dirty around the women at our tailgate. And I've had, I literally had to hold this man back. Yeah. And, Blake, you've met. Papa Corbett, yeah. Eric, you haven't, but you've heard you've heard stories. Um, yeah. This dude, this dude is a pretty strong dude, um, and he knows Taekwondo karate. Something I don't know. It's something. <laughs> it's something Asian where you throw your legs and can something kick somebody's you head don't off. Get hit by. Something you don't want to get hit by. Um, I did not want to bail my dad out of jail. <laughs> I never do because mostly I ain't got the money. Second of all, yeah, I would hate to give mom that, that phone call. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I did not and I know like like I said it's a different time. Um the trash talk is fine. 
you know, there's and obviously there's limits to freedom of speech. Um, we talked about it with the racial slurs and stuff. That's obviously not accepted for anything. That should never be accepted. Um, but sitting there, you suck or um, shoot. I don't, I don't really trash talk at the games. I really just get pissed and tell them to shut up. Like whenever cause Blake, yeah, was, yeah, 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 Blake that did point, that like, himself at a Gator game because some his, tight end for South Carolina was, came into our end zone and started coming towards our. Uh, we were in the front row too. We were in the front row and Blake was like, "Shut up! Shut up! You're trash! Shut up!" <laughs> oh my oh, god, man. that's like, dude, from like the Jags and Seahawks game. Like, there's like so many Snapchat videos of me like talking shit to Seahawks fans because we were so me good. Too. So it was, it felt good to have like that thrown. And like I would say these like I'd it's sports for a reason, yeah. but it's sports. But I've said some things to like I'm surprised where like I almost didn't get my ass whooped. Like if there was a crowd <laughs> of Seahawks fans that whooped my ass, I wouldn't be surprised because I was saying some dumbass shit like that. Right, but it's different when you listen and you talk you talk shit when you're in your home turf. Yeah, that's exactly. different. Because you know, you got home turf, you talk shit. The, you, you got backup. Shit on yeah. somebody else's home turf. No, that's how you get your tail beat, and that's how all these yeah, Florida exactly. State fans be in Gainesville. Now, if I was now there's Seattle a lot more of them in Gainesville shit, than you think. If oh, I was yeah, in yeah, yeah. Seattle saying that shit like I did, I would have definitely got my ass whooped. No doubt. You might have got shamed. No doubt. I'm, I may. I probably would have just sat in my seat, and be like, okay, have, have a good game, guys. Okay. That's all. That's what you have to do. I've sat in the Georgia section before. You don't talk trash. Yeah. Especially because, especially in that game, because that game could go either way. You know, you start talking. I mean, obviously, you're gonna cheer and stuff. You don't not cheer, you know. But like the water bottle throwing, and listen, fan on fan is different. But and obviously, the players have to respect the fans at some point because they are a big source of their money. You know, uh, people people are gonna tune in to watch NBA and NFL games, even if they're not the teams of, or the fans of them. But majority of the people tuning in are the fans of that team, right? You know, you can't just say because this one dude threw a water bottle. And you degrade all the fans in that city. That's not how that works. You can't take. No, you can't. Yeah, you can't. You cannot. There's, there's one person's action. actions. Exactly. There's a lot. The one person's actions is not running for the whole group. This is not. This is not elementary school when some dude kept spitting bubble gum or throwing bubble gum across the class at some girl. And okay, well, since Jacob wanted to do this today, we're not watching the Polar Express next week. That's not how that. That's not how that works. I just, just brought back elementary school so much. Do you y'all remember that though, right? Yeah, we're moving to London. <laughs> That'd be for the best. But yeah, one thing I do want to bring up. Uh, I, I, this is a, this is a quick history lesson we like to give out because I feel like giving a history lesson about sports should be taught more, especially personal so, stuff. Yeah, this. Is, so with all the fans, uh, <laughs> with the good content fans are doing in the NBA playoffs, it's pretty awesome, but jackasses of them. So I wanted to give a quick story about um, the Jacksonville Jaguars at Cleveland Browns game back in uh, oh, 2001. Was it was it 01 or 99? It was, I could have uh, it was 99. Yeah, was it 99? I don't know. I, I, I well, know fact-checking you Go now. Ahead and start. Go ahead and start. Go ahead and start. Okay, yeah, I, t- it's, okay, yeah it was 2001. Yeah, it was 2001. I officially got 2001. So it's week 14. The Browns were sitting at six and six, and the Jaguars were sitting at four and eight. Mm. And the moral oh, yeah. of the story is, to win that game. It, it was a, it was a, the Browns were in the play uh, in the playoff hunt. Yeah, yeah, fighting for it. And they were still down 15 to 10 to us with a minute eight remaining. The Browns were forced to try to convert on a fourth to two. The Jaguars 12 yard line. Tim Couch took the snap and passed short to Quincy Morgan, who caught the ball for a three-yard gain and a first down. Although, 
He appeared to bobble the football. Officials called it a complete pass. Couch heard the offensive line of scrimmage and spiked the ball with 48 seconds left. But the officials announced that they would review the fourth down conversion two plays earlier and overturned it, giving the ball to the Jaguars, and we end up winning the game. So what happened was, ever since that happened, this game has officially been called the bottle gate. And the reason oh, why yeah. it's called the bottle gate is because Back then, if you go to if you go to any sports event now, if you're over the age of 21, when you buy alcohol, you're gonna get either cans or aluminum bottles. Have you noticed that, like Blake and Dalton? You don't see people drinking like bottles anymore, like glass bottles you buy from a gas station or whatever. Personally, I go to college games, so they just recently they just passed where you can buy alcohol in stadiums. Yeah, so I know what you're talking about now. That like so, more the story is what happened was. Since Browns fans were so mad at that call by the officials reviewing it. Which was unfair because the rule states after the next play is played, you cannot review you something yeah. from before that. So they exactly. had right to be pissed. Exactly. But. So they had every they almost had right, right, uh, shit. I'm glad Jackson won the game. I don't give a shit about any of that. Right. But, I am too, but I, we didn't deserve it. I'm not gonna lie. But here's the, but here's the thing. Here the reason why it's called bottle gate is because Browns fans got so pissed where one fan started chug beer bottles out on the field, then the second fan started doing it, and then once people started seeing each other doing it, it just caused a chaos where people are just throwing shit all over the field. Um, I'm pretty sure they called the game off a little bit early. Like I'm pretty sure there was still some time left. Like I'm pretty sure there was like 48 seconds left, but since that happened, they had to call the game off and give the win to us because we were up by five. The game was almost over anyway. But it was for the safety. Like, dude, think about it. you're throwing glass bottles at refs. Like, imagine if ref got pegged in the face. Like, and oh, a, that's bad. And like, glass is just like just stuck all over in his face and he's bleeding. But yeah, like players, like players and coaches, like literally had to run back inside the locker room so they di didn't have to die. Like that's it, how it, crazy it was. Yeah, so that's, that's so bad. since Bottles the world's have never been more served any sporting event ever again. So I, I thought it was a quick, good history lesson to give out. I'm sure some people has never had any any idea that's happened, or they didn't know that because they maybe thought like, "Wow, why don't we only get like a little bit of bottles of cans now at games?" Like you know, right? Because of that shit. I think we're all in agreement. Talking shit, fine. Throwing shit, not fine. Yeah. You good? You can stay in game. You no throw. You throw yeah, you, you don't out. Throw anything. You can talk all the trash you want. Just keep it. Just keep yeah. it at a buck, one hundred. Don't go know, overboard. Don't go out. with the race comments. Don't do that. Um, do all the trash talking you want, but don't don't go overboard with it. You know, it's not worth it. Especially it's really not. At the end of the day, it's really. And you've seen it. Charge. We've seen it happen. Like players got life. Or excuse me, uh, fans have either got arrested or lifetime bans from arenas. So it's yeah. definitely at the end, it's really not worth it at all. The popcorn. Like, it might be though. cool at the moment, but it's definitely not worth it at the end. Dropping popcorn on Russell Westbrook was funny just because it's, it's Russell it's Westbrook. Good it's good yeah. But it's still not right. I oh. personally wouldn't do it. I will talk trash if I feel like it's needed. Um, mostly I talk trash to fans because at the end of the day, especially like as a college, as a college fan more. Like, I mean, those kids are – those guys are my age. I can't even call them kids. They're my age. Like, I mean, they're just – they're doing something way better than me. At my age, they're playing for a D1 school. You know, dude just scored a touchdown on me. Now, whenever they do the Gator Chomp towards us, 
which I don't, I've never understood why you would want to do our 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 finishing no our our move like i mean i've just never i've never been able like i I would never do the tomahawk chop in my life or ever go yeah like i'm that that doesn't i just hit you with the gator chop that's our thing i understand people want to be like us but that's beside the point but the the talking talking crap's fine throwing stuff not listen and there's there's a deeper one more thing i want to mention before we get off this topic there's an even deeper level that it could go to where um, I was trying to look it up when you were talking about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the what? What year was it? Let me see. Uh, 85. 1985. It was the 49ers and Broncos. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Just off that. 49ers and Broncos. What year? No. Uh, 1985. Was that that was that the Super Bowl run? Right. Was uh, it? I, not that specifically. There was one specific game. 49ers Broncos snowball game or it's it's the snowball game. Uh, 1985. Uh, Denver. Let me see. Uh, let me get the official story. On it. I remember seeing a clip of it one time. And I was like, "Wow, that's 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 really that's really trashy." So, okay, the 49ers went to go kick a field goal, right? And uh-huh. fans started throwing snowballs. And I, I feel like the more I talk about it, you guys might have may have may remember a clip. If you don't remember it, go look. I it have up. never heard of that. Actually, I might have. I just don't remember. You, if you see the clip again, you should know it. Uh, they threw, like fans started throwing snowballs, and it actually one of them nailed the football, and it slipped out of the dude's hands, and they had to completely fake a, a field goal when they didn't, that it wasn't the point to, and that's had funny. To end up, like they, that's it, funny. It, it turned into a pass or something. It, it, it was crazy. Go look up. The well, have you seen it. the people that go to the football games and have like the really high powered lasers and they'll that's they'll the, shine it in the quarterback's face? Don't yeah, don't ruin the game for everybody else. Like I mean, it's funny. That, that, but yeah, what Dahl just said, I'm pretty sure else. that has actually happened before. That's happened multiple yeah, times. Oh, yeah. The oh, yeah. sports about it all yeah, the time. Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm sure, I know it's happened at least once, but I'm pretty sure it's happened multiple times. Don't alter the game and don't physically alter players. That's basically it. That's the end of the story. You can trash talk and do stuff after it's over. Probably shouldn't throw a popcorn after it's over and stuff like that. But when you interrupt a game with your interference, that's bad. When you're throwing snowballs and shooting lasers, shooting lasers, pointing lasers in, in people's eyes and making them throw bad and kick bad and completely messing the place, that's a problem. That's a problem. But that's, you know, I think the reason I don't remember that is because I took the year 1985 NFL memories out of everything I've ever watched because that's the only Super Bowl Dan Marino made and got his tail beat by the 49ers. Um, so that's probably why I didn't remember that. But moving on from that topic, um, I texted uh, Eric about this. I think this would be a really good topic for us because we don't talk about college football that much, even though I obviously want to. And we're going to start doing it. Don't especially the honors to bring it up. I do. I, I do. Um, in every sport, obviously the players matter. We all know that. The players matter. The players do the work to win the championship. This isn't like some MJ. Th- okay, Maggie. Um, sorry about that dog. But it probably came through both of our mics. We're it in did. The same house recording right now. I tried to mute it real quick. Um. So my train of thought. Oh. So players obviously win. I'm not trying to have like an MJ GM situation, like saying players are more important. But in any sport that is well known and loved, coaching is not more important than any of them. Not more important in any other sport than college football. College football, if you do not have a good head coach, you do not succeed. You have to recruit. You have to game plan. You have to teach these that kids how to play. True. That I think that sport, college, all college sports in general, because you have to rebuild your team every three to four years anyway, um, is the hardest 
to win without a coach. NBA, I think, is the easiest, but that's beside the point. That's not the t- topic I'm getting to. Um, there has been one man who has terrorized college football for about the past decade. A little bit over that because he yeah, did win. Yeah, he he did win some prior yeah, to being at Alabama, but obviously after just saying Alabama, you know who I'm probably talking about, yep. and that's probably the greatest college football coach of all time, Nick Saban. Um, Nick Saban is getting up there in years. Everyone talks about every year when's he gonna retire? When's he gonna retire? When's he gonna retire? So I thought it would be a good idea to see who's gonna take his shoes when he does retire. With the way that college football landscape looks right now, who would y'all who would you want? You know, obviously there's a lot of good there's a lot of good people out there or coaches out there. Um, obviously, I think Florida has a great one, but he's not in my. If I had to pick, he would not be that because he doesn't do everything well. He game plans and has probably one of the best offensive playbooks in the nation, if not the best. He's a he's an offensive genius. Everyone knows that the way he can run route trees with receivers, the way he can get the ball to people, and the way he can develop quarterbacks is insane. All that's nice. But he does not recruit at the level that Florida needs to recruit to, and that's Dan Mullen. Um, you got Georgia with Kirby Smart. Can recruit really well but lacks the offensive game plan that Dan Mullen has. Um, I think we just learned with Ed Orgeron this past season, when you don't have Joe Burrow and Joe Brady, their offensive coordinator, he's really just what he was at Ole Miss. Nothing. Yeah. Um, that leads us to probably, I think, the top three um, candidates. Well, top two would be uh, Dabo. Yeah, there's definitely a couple. Yeah. Dabo Sweeney at Clemson. Jason Day at Ohio State. And then Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma. Um, all of them do everything you could ask. They recruit well. If they do have to hire a new coordinator, they hire great ones. They reload. They don't. It seems like they never do anything wrong. Because once you get to the top, it's hard to get down. You really have to have something wrong, bad happen, whether it be a retirement of the head coach or heart attack of the head coach. Just hinting at somebody. Hope that doesn't happen to y'all. I know I had to beat you to it. Um, but right now, Clemson, Clemson's not on top of the college football world, but. They're they're a good football team. They're a great football team, and they have a great head coach. And Oklahoma has been in there year in and year out in the college football playoff. Lincoln Riley has been able to reload his staff, reload his players, everything. And then obviously Jason Day walked into a great situation at Ohio State. Um, I really don't know yet if it's him or the players, but he's done a pretty well, pretty good job with the players that he inherited. So. Personally, I'm going to go ahead and say mine. I think it's going to be Dabo. I think Clemson it has the easiest conference to play in and win. Um, there's not a team, I've, and I was talking to my dad about this, the ACC I have never seen have, like obviously the SEC stacked. The Big Ten is a pretty stacked conference as well. The Pac-12 is all right. They have maybe one standout a year. The ACC has one standout every year. You never see... I mean, yeah, there's been years where Florida State and Clemson were top 15 teams, yeah. But it wasn't number one and number seven. Number one and number four. You know what I mean? Like, where they they could have two AC. There's never been talk about two ACC teams making the playoff. Because that's just not how it works in that conference. For some reason, they just can't get everybody to be good at the same time. So, I think he has the easiest road to the playoff. Um, 
there was talk Facts. about him going to Alabama if Nick Saban does retire because that is his alma mater. It's where he went to college. Um, yeah. If he did that, he would be the stupidest man on the face of the earth, I believe. He should never leave Clemson. I feel he, like he has Clemson, Clemson rocking yeah. and rolling. Every kid. He's been there a minute, bro. He's been uh, he's been there over over, o- over a decade, for sure. Definitely, all credit that his winning that program should should belong to him. A, oh, a, for a sure. Good, a good part of it. Clemson has never been at the level they're at, never. Yeah. And it's solely because of him. Yeah. I mean, obviously they have great players, but it he he brought them in, you know. Yeah. Um, and recruiting is more of just more than just winning, like. Yeah, if you win, it helps. But you got to be able to sell. You got to be a salesman. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. So I think it's gonna be Dabo. My take on this, I personally think Nick Saban is at the point in his career where he is the greatest college coach of all time, and I don't think anybody is gonna be at his level anytime soon. The only coach I really see, like I, I like, I love Dan Mullen. I love Kirby Smart. I love Lincoln Riley. Oh, Lincoln I don't May. like Kirby Smart, but I know I respect his recruiting. But I know um, what you're saying. You know, you know, coaches like that. But at the end of the day, you look at the success Nick Saban has had in his career. I I just don't see anybody else catching up. Like the only coach that I see doing that really is Dabo Swinney, and that's because most of the reason Dalton has covered most of the reasons about Dabo. Sorry. And I will definitely say this. Dabo has took Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence to the to the cha- to both championships those both both those different times and they both won against Alabama. Uh, did no Deshaun never won a Heisman? That's what I was thinking of. My bad. Go ahead. Yeah, I'd say yeah. They both they both won national championships. Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence for Clemson. I will say this: I, I Dabo might have a slight chance. He's already got two under his belt, and he's not he's that already old. Already got two under his belt. I say he has a slight chance after. Let's say. If Clemson goes to the national championship again with uh, DJ Ugalele as their starting quarterback, which he will be a starting quarterback, and let's say somehow it's Clemson-Alabama again, and Clemson ends up being Alabama, I think Dabo could have a shot at catching up to Nick Saban, and that's really about it. I don't see anybody else doing it because it all comes down to championships, and Nick Saban is the leader of championships at this point. And like Nick Sa- you like want to hear Saban a crazy stat about him? Games. And so does Dabo Swinney. Nick Saban has won more national championships than he's lost home games at Alabama. That's insane. That's insane. That's why he's one of the greatest college coaches of all time, because of that reason right there. And I think the thing that sets Dabo and Nick Saban apart, obviously there's a lot of years between them, and Nick Saban has a, has a bigger tenure and stuff like that. Like He's been around a lot longer, and he's produced and everything. But Nick Saban doesn't lose games he's not supposed to lose. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he'll, he'll lose to Auburn, you know, but that's a rivalry game. That can always happen. But very rarely does he lose when he's the better team. You know what I mean? Like, I've there's very rare – like, I mean, you'll see him get a scare, but they usually win the game. You know what I mean? Like, they'll play a t- tight against Ole Miss. They, the, old, the Ole Miss squad that they lost to um, when they had uh, Chad – was it Chad Kelly? Chad Kelly and all them. And Hugh Freeze was cheating and paying recruits and stuff like that and buying them hookers and stuff. 
That was the no. best Ole Miss team. It, he was. He was. That's a, that's he a, was. a. He really was buying them hookers. He literally bought them hookers. But um, I forgot about it until you told me. Um, that was the best Ole Miss team, almost ever. You know what I mean? Like at least in recent memory. Um, Dabo consistently loses the teams he shouldn't lose to. He overlooks a lot of teams. They've lost to Pitt. They've lost to Syracuse. You know, teams that should never even be on their level. You yeah, would, you yeah, would never, level, you would never see, too. you would never see a Nick Saban-led team, at least at the level that Clemson, because Clemson's at the same level with recruiting and stuff like that. You know what I mean? They're rocking and rolling. It's not like he's just, Dabo's just got there. Um, you never see a Nick Saban team play down to their competition. Never. And Ohio State and Oklahoma is the same way. You know what I mean? Like, that's where Nick Saban, I think, is great. And that's where he's – obviously winning is the biggest thing. Winning the natties or the goal. So that's where he gets most of his love from. But the dude wins when he's supposed to. And if he doesn't win – I mean, when's the last time we've seen – we've seen them lose two games in a season like once or twice in the past five or six years? And one was in the natty? Like, I mean – it's just insane. This dude is – he's literally transformed college football into how do we beat Bama? How do we compete with Bama? He's he's the Bill Belichick of college football, and Nick Saban – He's is. a better coach than Bill Belichick, I believe. I think it's harder to coach at college, personally, because you don't have the it's money aspect. players, and it's the recruiting – and players are a lot younger than – They're a lot more athletes, immature. Obviously. You know, you can have a kid transfer just like that. There's no contract. You know what I mean? Trades, yeah, you don't you don't trades. get to keep the kids yeah, yeah. for you don't have you don't get to keep the kids you are, for four years. You I mean, are you basically the GM they, if they stay for freshman and senior year, but you're not signing the players to like seven year contract deals yeah. or shit. Like if you're that. the head coach, you're the scout, you're the game planner. Obviously, the head coach. You're the re- you know, I already said the scout, so that falls in recruiting. What was the one I was just just about to say and I lost my train of thought. Uh, um, oh my gosh. Yeah, come on, come on. Well, the GM basically, which is, would fall in recruiting probably as well. You know, they, they handle all the personnel, yeah, yeah. you know, they literally handle everything. And like I said, with the building, rebuilding every three to four years, it's, there's nothing harder. I believe, I think obviously like it's hard to win with a bad team in the NFL, but they're really good players. You can win a couple games. You know what I mean? Um, that being said, there has been two teams that have went winless, but there's been a lot more college teams that went winless. <laughs> and obviously they're yeah, not professional true. players, but there's a lot of coaches that get – listen, Dan Mullen's first year, we won 10 games with a team that had just won four the previous year, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just – it's it, it can be an instant change. But Dabo's wasn't as instant as Mullen's was. But if Mullen can get recruiting, Florida is a hot spot. They for recruits, be, yeah. you know, be. when in the when we had when we had Spurrier in the '90s, we were rocking and rolling. When we had Urban in what I think it was starting two thousand five or four, um, we were rocking and rolling. Obviously, when you have a change of head coaches, no one wants to follow somebody that just won two national championships. And I think that's where Alabama's going to start falling. Who's going to want to follow Nick Saban? Nobody. Yeah, it's a yeah. great job to have, but would you would. Would Dan Mullen leave Florida for Alabama? I don't think so. I don't think Dabba would do it for Clemson. Um, only I mean, reason why is only reason only reason Dabo Swinney would leave Clemson for Alabama is because that's his alma mater. That's the only reason why, like you said earlier. Right. That's that's literally the only reason why he would ever do that. Like and like I said, he has Clemson by heart. He has Clemson fans by the heart now. So 
anything at this point would just be heartbreaking for them and him as well. Right. Blake, you got anything to add to the college football conversation? <laughs> I'm going to throw such a curveball at you that you guys are going to laugh so hard. Go ahead. I don't think you guys are ready for this. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm ready. No, you're not. <laughs> so listen. This man, speaking on who I think is going to take over for Saban, this isn't really who I think is going to take over for Saban, uh-huh. but it's it's who I feel like is going to because this man haunts my nightmares. It haunts my Twitter timeline because he's supposedly a great coach, but he's not. Do you know who I'm talking about yet? Because normally we're, we're pretty on the same wavelength, so I want to see if you can guess who I'm talking about. I don't talk about him too much, but I, I talk about him enough so you might know him. Nothing. What what team does he coach for? <laughs> what kind, <laughs> where is his team located? Uh, north northeast location ish kind of. Northeast location. Just say the damn team, boy. Yeah, screw it. He is the head coach, and you guys are gonna laugh so hard at this. I don't really think he's gonna take over, but God, he is just a parasite. Michigan Wolverines head coach Jim Harbaugh. Kill yourself. Oh, <laughs> Kill yourself. Bro, listen, listen, Die. listen to me. Listen Literally. to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. I don't want him to. I don't want him to. But every time when we talk about NFL head or not NFL NCAA head coaches, this man I just always fainted. comes up for some reason, and I hate it. He's not a good coach. He's not a good coach. But he's always someone is always on Twitter or Instagram somewhere on social media hyping this guy up. On, on ESPN, SportsCenter, anything, talking about how good of a coach he is. But this man cannot perform in any bowl game or championship level. When the big game comes, he cannot perform. I'm taking, the, I'm taking this moment to, to shit on Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, honest. you didn't screw whoever you think's going to take over Saban. You just wanted to have a Jim Harbaugh just, roast. Every time something good happens, it's not, not whenever something good happens. It feels like there's always big news surrounding so Harbaugh you don't think okay? So it's because we'll Michigan's a blue blood, Blake. Listen, it's because yeah, they're a blue yeah. blood. That's the only yeah. reason. You, yeah, so yeah. you still okay? So Blake, you don't think don't Jim Harbaugh is going to take over Nick Saban? Which that sounds really fucking stupid. Just based on based on my history with news and something I, I would like to see, it always goes completely far right. And it's some for some fucking reason it's Jim Harbaugh. Anytime. Well, anytime to be fair, if you had to bet, if you had to bet your mortgage on who I think would take over, for yeah. I don't think Dabo. No, 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 not Dabo. Not Dabo. Kirby. My bad. Um, I, I, and to be honest with you, I don't see Dabo doing it either because, because um, like I like I said earlier, he's he's built that program himself. Right. Um, I feel like I Dabo know. needs the quarterback to be successful as he is. We'll see. We'll see yeah. if he can We've keep reloading. His his, his yeah. last two was Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence. So let's see DJ Ugalele can pick up the throne for Clemson. That that's the only way. Um, Dabo Swinney keeps the throne really and keeps it going. Right. You you know what I I will I'll say I'll say Dabo just because I haven't had too much time to think on it. But listen, Jason Day I could mean, really be a contender. I mean, he's I, listen, he's he's I'm only been in him. two years. I was about to say I'm not gonna say him just because he's he's barely been there too long. Um, I I, I do like I, I like the idea of Jason Day though. Um, but I'm, I'll say Dabo just because I feel like he would want to. I don't know specifically pull at Urban Meyer, but I feel like he, he could he don't have to prove himself in any way. But if he went to another football program and try to make that good too, I could see that. I don't I I, I wouldn't want him to live to leave because like 
again, I'll say it again. He built that program. Made it good. It's fun with I. It's kind of like I mean I don't pull for Clemson because I mean they're on yeah. top. Obviously, I want to see people lose. But I like Dabo. I like Dabo a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. like everything he says in his press conferences. I like the guy. trash talk he talks when he does rarely do it. It kind of reminds me of like a Steve Spurrier kind of, <laughs> you know, which makes me love him. But I wouldn't be mad as long as he keeps Florida State at the bottom. I could care less. So <laughs> that's true. That's but true. That's, um, that's my two cents. I do think we're running out of time. I think Blake's girlfriend just got here. So, and by ba- girlfriend, had, we basically mean me wife. Like that, huh? Yeah, we did. So, um, and we've been talking for what an hour, twenty three minutes almost, twenty four. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's, it's, it's been time. a pretty long podcast. We hope you all enjoyed it. Obviously, um, I hate to open us up and send us out, but I'll let Eric probably touch in as well. Um, we appreciate everybody. Obviously, today is Memorial Day, so happy Memorial Day to everybody. Um, if you have anybody that's in the service, um, has been in the service, has lost their life, has sacrificed their life for this country, obviously we appreciate them more than you could know. We're able to do this because of them. Um, we don't have to ever worry about going out. Like I mean, I know we do have a draft law here, and every or a draft law whenever you turn eighteen. But at the end of the day, we never have to worry about walking outside of our front door and worry about being shot by someone who's ruling over our country or anything of that matter, worry about being bombed as much, you know, because everyone does fear us. And it's because of those guys, you know, those guys go through a lot through uh, all the way through basic all the way up to, you know, actually fighting on the front lines. So um, I just wanted to end with, at least from my take uh, that we appreciate everybody who does that, whoever makes that sacrifice and whoever sacrifices their livelihood to do that. So, Eric, you want to throw anything? Yeah, also, I want to put it in as well. Um, uh, both my grandfathers have served the military. Uh, my grandpa, on my dad's side of the family, served as Navy Commander-in-Chief for 30 years. Uh, my grandpa on my mom's side has served and fought in Vietnam. Uh, I've heard the stories about uh, my grandpa on my mom's side would tell me. I didn't get a chance to see my uh, grandpa on my dad's side because he passed away a couple years before I was born, so I never really get to meet him. But... He, my grandpa would always tell me stories about Vietnam, and it's just like, well, at a young age, he would try to tell me about it, but I wasn't really as interested because, you know, I was a dumbass kid at the time. But now when he tells, when he explains the stories to me now, it's like, wow. like It's crazy what they went through, bro. It's crazy what they went through. Um, you know, it, it's it's cool. Um, it, obviously, you want people to have a good time because I'm sure that's what most military members that sacrificed and lost their lives to protect us. They still want us to live every day, live our happy lives. Um, like, it, like it's not a it's not a sin to like party on Memorial Day, but at the same time, know why Pay there's the Memorial Day. Like, don't don't party just because it's Memorial Day. Just because it's a holiday, and you got we, off of work. Exactly. Like, like, don't be like, I'm sorry, I, I'm not going to try to get political here, but don't be like Kamala Harris to say, enjoy the long weekend, because that's not what it's all about. Like, it's yes, it's cool to have the three day weekend for most people that work full time jobs out there. Um, don't be that person. Know why we have Memorial Day and know why it's so special for especially for military members that have lost their lives because they want to protect us. And I that's know, why I they know sacrifice we said so much to give us freedom. I know we said we don't want to get political, but when your vice president is saying that, there's something wrong with her. Just saying. So, yeah, that. But yeah, so I don't want to get further. Regardless into of who it, you vote for, that's wrong. That's it. not American. No, it's not. But. So, um, once again, thank you very much for listening to the DEB Sportscast. Uh, we appreciate of every course. single one of y'all. Um, we do love doing this, like we said, and as Eric has said earlier, 
Um, hopefully the te- technical difficulties will stop um, so this time this summer because we're going to be recording it and everything like that, posting on YouTube. And as soon as we get that up and running, we'll let everybody know. Um, we're going to keep up with the Instagram and the Twitter and everything, and we're going to get everything taken care of. Um, you guys got anything else to add? No, you, yeah, you touched all the bases. That That's good. Cute. Yeah. Yeah, sorry for saying um so much. Um, <laughs> as I do it again. <laughs> so, it's a habit. Um, You're good. It is. I'm gonna I'm gonna break it one day, y'all. But, you um, um, <laughs> um I just did it again. Send us um off. Yeah, I'll send us off. I'm actually ready this time. Okay, um go ahead. Alrighty guys. Appreciate it again. Alright, much love, peace. <laughs>